All right, Mike, it's deciding time. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. It's your weekly source for smart discussions about dumb games. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is my cohort and subordinate, Mike Minotti. I'm neither of those things. You are my cohort and subordinate. Get used to it. No. Uh, in today's episode, we're talking about Pokemon Go, Super Mario Run, Nintendo Switch. It's a lot of, a lot of Nintendo stuff. Uh, we're going to cap it off with Call of Duty. Um, but to start, I'm, I'm always want to tell you guys kind of a little bit more about us. We're gamesbeat.com. Uh, you can always get more of us there. You can also email the podcast at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. That's the plus sign in there, not, uh, not the word plus. Um, finally, if, uh, you like what you're listening to, please subscribe. We're on podcatchers, which is Mike's favorite word, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that stuff. Um, and if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. It really helps people find the show. Uh, discover it on their own so we don't have to go out and yell about it anywhere. Um, Mike, uh, it's Yo. been it's been a week since we talked. What what you been up to? It's been more uh, than a week. I was gone last week. Uh, were you gone last week? Okay, yeah. See, I'm already losing track of stuff. I'm, I'm losing my That's mind. Right. It's that time I was of in year. Florida, right? No, wait, or is that the week before? Maybe you're right. I don't. Even I, know I think anything. I think I might be right, Mike. I think you. I think um, you're wrong. Mike's wrong. Oh yeah, things are good. You know, just doing all that Christmas stuff. Um, by all of it, I mean everything but shopping. I still need to do that, but you know, it's fun. Um, I I know you're a big. We the reason you were gone two weeks ago uh, is because you were at Disney World, um, right, right. So, and I know you're big into these these you know uh, you know theme parks things like that or whatever they're called. I know you know the difference between a theme park and an amusement park and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, Nintendo uh, is starting to come out with what they're doing with Universal. They uh, they posted a picture I think to Twitter last night of kind of a a digitized look of Super Nintendo World. Uh, can you tell me about it just to kind of kick off the podcast? Well, it's interesting because we, we still don't really know too much about it except from this one concept uh, image they showed, right? Where you could you can make some things out. Like you can very clearly see Peach's castle kind of much as it looks, you know, like Mario 64 or whatnot. You can see what looks like Bowser's castle in the distance. And then the really interesting thing, which appears to be a ride, is like this kind of multi-leveled, like kind of like grassy hill thing. But, you know, it's like very blocky, like how you would expect from a Mario. And that seems to somehow be a ride so uh, it's just really cool because like there is still a lot to we don't know the weird thing is in that picture it looks more like super mario world right like right. it was all mario right there and yeah there's a ton of mario not, i didn't see anything else what, what did like, i don't i don't even think there's no. anything else hidden i saw bowser's castle from a moment when right I was looking well, at my for, phone. I'm like is that ganondorf's castle that's exactly like what that. i thought yeah I, but it wasn't it's not no, and, and yeah, that's kind of like the interesting thing, right? Is what else is this going to... Like, Mario is obviously the safe band. It's going to be the centerpiece. But right. you would expect something Zelda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, I, they kind of implied that in the uh, the video they did a few weeks back mm-hmm. uh, where I think they had Miyamoto and some guy from Universal talking about it. And I think they specifically mentioned Mario and Zelda or they played, like, music from both games or something like that without right. mentioning specifics. So, so I, yeah, I, I, I'm expecting Zelda. Yeah, I imagine those would be, like, the two big things. And there might be, like, some area of, like, and the rest of them. Like, as much as I would love a Metroid <laughs> ride, I don't know if that's quite... The, like, yeah. the other one that would be would be Pokemon. But I don't think Nintendo has the ability to give out theme park rights for Pokemon. Yeah, they, they'd have to do go through the Pokemon company, and that's not what this is going to be, I don't think. No. So th- that'll be very different. But, but I yeah, mean, this... what no, kind of... So are you expecting, like... A bunch of rides? Or are you expecting like just kind of smaller? I still think a few rides. This looks almost kind of like a Harry Potter size expansion. Like this is kind right. of a the weird escalation thing that, um, and that's why it's so good that Universal and Disney are right next to each other because they have this 
kind of competition now where Universal did Harry Potter Land, giant hit. So then uh, Disney responded with Avatar Land, which is opening up pretty soon, and now Star Wars uh, Land. And now this is I think this is kind of like the next thing from Universal is this Nintendo stuff. So it's going to be pretty extensive. That's That was always kind of my fear, like how all out are they going with this? And the impression you get just from looking at that concert, they're like, oh, this is like a whole section of right. that park. It's It's going to be a big deal. And Nintendo can support that. Nintendo's, you know, their characters are known globally, and they're, right. they're they have that appeal, so they can do a Harry Potter sized uh, expansion, right. and I think it'll pay off for them. It'll it'll get people like me to come down for sure. No, yeah, oh, God, yeah, yes, yeah, this is fun for me because, like, if I wasn't, if like I wasn't a video game journalist, I would love to be like a theme park journalist, just <laughs> talking about this stuff. So, and I'm always hearing these stories. Well, I always hear these stories about like the press events for like when these things open. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Nintendo World press event thing. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it, go. I'm not gonna it, let you go. Is the name slightly story. surprising? Super Nintendo World. Like it makes because you the word Super Nintendo is in there. Like that's what I think of. Yeah, me too. I I I feel like that is Universal saying we really want this and Nintendo. I don't think that's something Nintendo would have came up with. They probably were it's, like, uh, I don't know if we even want to do that at all. But I think Universal's like, no, we got. It's got to be had like that kind of like name appeal, and it's got to have the, that, the Super that's Mario such a World nineties like, Nintendo text thing. Like we, mm-hmm. they used to love Super, and like we haven't heard Super from them in a while. Yeah, but I, I, I just think I bet that's what like you know the marketing department at Universal's like. Nope, you have to do this if we're gonna make this oh, work. So. I think they, yeah, they they know. In yeah, fact, World sure. is kind of the big thing with all these new theme park expansions. Um, like Harry Potter Land, we you know we call it that. It's actually called Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I think the Avatar thing is called World of Avatar, something like that, or Pandora, the World of Avatar. So I think everything's they, they, I think they want to imply a uh, Disney World size experience for all these uh, bespoke areas. That makes That's sense. Right. Um, other stuff happening. Uh, have you been playing any good games over the last week or so? Um, I'm finally diving into the Titanfall 2 campaign because, like, I. Was just delayed on that because when that came out, first I had to review Watch Dogs two, then mm-hmm. I was playing Pokemon, then I was playing Final Fantasy, and like and I had like I had like a week to beat Final Fantasy before my trip, so it was something of like a, a race to do. So that just now I'm like, all right, I can finally play through this campaign, and yeah, it's real good. Big it's surprise. a real good game, right? Without giving anything away, where are you at? I did that cool thing everybody talks about okay. that they don't right. want to spoil. Yeah. That's a very cool thing. I did it, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool! I I could play a whole game like this." Yes, for real. Now, it's it's kind of amazing surprised. that it's just one level that they uh, kind of had that um, that the restriction on themselves not to like just take that right? and do that over and over and over. Do you think it's? I still think that the release timing of that game is the most bizarre I've maybe ever seen. Yeah, I um, and I feel like that game's maybe not doing as well as it should. Like it's not doing as well as it should. It should be doing so much better. It is the best shooter out of all of the ones that came out. Uh, you know, at least after Overwatch, and it's the best of that that type that has both the, right. the single player and the multiplayer. But I feel like it's not going to come. It's not coming close to Battlefield or Call of Duty numbers, which you know, is like it, strange yeah, to be, me. Yeah, it might be. I think it's easily performing the worst out of all of them. Um, EA said they're committed to the series, and Vince Zampello, the director of that of that studio, Respawn, uh, like hilariously said in like I think an interview with Glixel, uh, he's like, "Whatever the fuck that means." Like he like right. like the, like the PR person said that right next to him, and he's like, "Whatever the hell that means." Yeah, I, I think I, they, I think Respawn kind of knew that a, a little bit of a fix was in there, huh? Yeah, it's I, and just I, the I, strangest thing. Like, what I don't know what was going on. Why I I, I, I like the theory that it was EA 
trying to do a wham bam against Call of Duty like in a weak year for Call of Duty. They 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 like spotted like a chance to like dethrone Call of Duty and then like had these two games to like blanket the market, you know, with sci-fi and traditional like warfare. Uh, and then, you know, take it, uh, you know, down a peg or two. But I just don't know if that makes sense financially. And I don't know if EA is like, like thinking of things. It would be weird to me if video game companies were thinking like uh, working backwards from like wanting to knock a game down so that maybe next year Call of Duty isn't like easily the number one game or something. Yeah, it's like just that. been obsessed with taking on Call of Duty for like. That's the one thing that makes me believe it, though. Is, like, they've time. been like that forever. They've always wanted to have the number one shooter. It, it, and even I, I at get this it's point, it's like, game. who cares anymore? Like, right. <laughs> you, you could have had two shooters probably both sell a little bit better if you weren't just right. like obsessed with toppling Call of Duty in 2016 when Call of Duty is kind of toppling itself anyways. Right. It's going to kind of naturally decline. But who knows? You know, maybe this strategy will play out and maybe when they do have Titanfall. 3, I just don't want to have to hear like in two years off. from now, like, oh, we can't make Titanfall 3 because Titanfall 2 really underperformed. Yes. And, you know, if you're I hear, hear that, that, I will be furious. Right. I will be so mad at EA specifically. Uh, because that game deserves so much more than it's getting. It deserves a sequel. It deserves a respawn to get like a leash or, you know, really like a lot of slack to like do whatever they want in the next game with a huge budget. Right. I, I don't I'm, know. But I mean, well, but, you know, it's not the game has good word of mouth. It has good reviews. There's literally nothing you could possibly point to to say why it's underperforming, except the fact that it came out incredibly close to the other two big shooters and like the much longer standing franchises. Of I don't know, man, so. Dude, dudes that do the books can get pretty creative about, Oh, people must not want giant robots fighting in shooting games, which is, no, insane. they'll say that crap. Yeah. That's ludicrous. Of course, people want that. Just stuff. like how we that's didn't have any pirate movies for, in my life. Like, we didn't have any pirate movies for 30 years. Cause everybody was convinced pirate movies would do bad. And one of them right. does well. Exactly. Yes. Uh, it's so, so hopefully, hopefully that game, you know, it, it, it's legacy should pay off. It should. And hopefully that we'll get a nice, you know, big sequel. You know, Respawn's also making that Star Wars. Well, Respawn game. itself will be fine because yeah, they got the Star Wars thing going yeah, for them. Yeah, I mean, and EA has got a close relationship with them. I think they're still independent, but EA is working with them really closely. Uh, well, I think I EA is working with them real the closely because house. they were like they bought into the promise of like this is another avenue to take down Call of Duty. Yes, I think oh, that's the yeah, reason yeah. they were yeah. really interested, anyways. Yep. <sighs> okay, let's get on to some of the topics, Mike. Um, okay. First one's going to be Pokemon Go. Um, earlier today, Niantic, the developer of Pokemon Go, uh, revealed that their big update for December involves two things. One, Pikachus wearing holiday hats. So if you go out, you're probably going to find those. And two, basically baby Pokemon. Um, they're not like the rumors were, uh, you know, Pokemon Go is getting a hundred new Pokemon from Gold and like Silver. all Gen, Gen 2 Pokemon. Right. The reality is. We might be getting eight. So far, they've only confirmed two, and then they've said select others. They haven't said any other ones, but the the Pokemon that you can c collect now only will hatch out of eggs, which is something that was in Gold and Silver, right? You could only get like Togepi. Yeah, yeah, they were there, from exactly. Hatching, hatching so people are thinking there's, you know, there's eight Pokemon like that in Gold and Silver that only hatch from eggs. So they're thinking that's what's going to happen here. Um, uh, but who knows? You have to go out and see. There, it's live now. I'm sure people are starting to discover whatever's happening. Although you have to walk 10 kilometers, like 10.5 yeah. kilometers to unlock any of these. So hmm. who, who knows? Um, but, but, but my, my question is, are baby Pokemon enough? To, not necessarily no. to save Pokemon go, but is it enough to get like us back into it to get most no. people like excited about it again? No, it's one, like, even no. if this was just like, if there wasn't like kind of the build up to it, right. 
where we heard like big update and everyone's like, oh, Gen 2 is yeah, happening, that right? didn't help. No, but even still, because that's just everybody's natural assumption, right? Yeah. Is that when you add more Pokemon to this game, you're going to add a big wave of them. And it'll just be all the Gen 2 Pokemon because that's kind of what makes sense. Because at this point, it seems like there's so many people who are away from it. You need a really big update, like almost like an expansion like level updates to get mm-hmm. people into it. I think slowly releasing like eight new Pokemon every few months or something, that is just like the fastest way to slowly kill that game. Yeah, the, and- the drip feeding. So I think clearly they they I think they don't know what the right answer is here. They think they, they can drip feed some content no. to hang on to the big spenders that the game pro- surely still has. It's in the top ten uh, sure. for revenue. Uh, usually in the top five, and when it has an event, it does. It most often does spike back up to number one. But I think you're right. It could have a summer like 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 it was back in the summer. It could have a spike back to that level of popularity if it said, "Okay, here's Gen two of Pokemon Go, a hundred right. new Pokemon, uh, some of your favorites that mo- most of you people love because you were still kids then. That was still part of the like the two good generations that a lot of people have that sort of sentiment about those games. It would I think, and especially right before Christmas, where mm-hmm. You know, on Christmas Day, a lot of people get new phones, a lot of a lot of new smartphones, and they want something to play. And Pokemon Go, you know, would be perfect for you load it up. Oh, I, I was playing on summer on my old crappy phone. I got a new one. I'm going to go to the mall today because I got a bunch of gift cards, uh, you know, on December 26th. I'm going to play Pokemon Go and collect all these new Pokemon. Like, I think that that pathway is so obvious to me that that I, I don't know why they're just trying to cling to the, the smaller you know, population they have with this drip feeding content. I don't, yeah, and you could drip feed content, but that should be like, you know, cosmetic stuff, like right. new features. It shouldn't be the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like that should just be, like even for like, Ditto just finally came out forever ago. And we we're always like, what? what's the big thing with Ditto? It's like, is there some secret? It's like, oh no, we flipped the Switch, Ditto's there now. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> could you have flipped that? Like we still don't even know anything about a lot of the legendary Pokemon and whatnot. I, and it's like the only thing that was going to get me back in was like that big update, right? Right. Like, I, like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and play a ton uh, for the chance to unlock, you know, the right egg at the right time. No. If it's if I'm not also at the same time collecting a bunch of other new Pokemon around that experience, it's just not enough for me. No, well, that's I, I exactly imagine what it's you not want. enough for most. No, especially like us. We've been playing for a while. We've been playing in our home areas. We have those Pokemon now, right? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Unless we're just grinding Magikarp eggs because we don't have a Gyarados yet. I mean, it's just... And, and I'll, I'll go out and I'll, I'll probably will get the Pikachu with the hat because it's going to be super common is what it sounds like. Uh, they're going to be everywhere. I'll, See, I'll probably that, just do that what, just like, for the hell of it. But then I'm not going to probably boot it up again until well, there's a lot more Pokemon. Like, that's what the like the drip feed content should be is Pikachus with hats. Yes. But, like... Just like, that though, not. not is the there any stuff. chance like next week? Like, okay, now here's the rest of Gen Two. This was just. I like- mean, I I think there is a possibility, but it just doesn't sound like it. The way that they're presenting this, uh, it feels like they might do a couple every every month. But I mean, there's no evidence of that either. It just feels that way. Um, but you're right. Weird. They should have done this, and then uh, and then if they're gonna do it this way, you know, next week or maybe two weeks, maybe right before Christmas, say here is an even bigger event where all the Pokemon are available now. Go out and have fun. Um, if they do that, that they could still salvage this. But, if, you know, short of that, this feels just like a misstep that's just going to continue to push people who are and, already away further away. And people seem to be reacting negatively to it. Hey, by the way, this thing says my name's Jason Wilson. Thanks. 
<laughs> I'll fix that. I'll, yeah, I'll just 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 does that little. Yeah, that's yeah. Fantastic. I didn't. I didn't pay attention. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> but uh, keep talking. Yeah, it's it's like. Do you think they're surprised that people are reacting negatively to this, or do you think once they <laughs> kind of saw everybody was like, just like the news stories were all like going out there, yeah, Gen Two is coming. Do you think when mm-hmm. that happened, they're like, oh no, oh people's expectations. I, mean, I think even without those stories, that would have been the expectation. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting a lot more. Hang on, I'm fixing your name. Actually, it's Mike Minotti. There we go. Oh, no, it's too big. All oh right, but yeah, God. it's... um. Actually, it's I, my... There we go. All right. People in the audio podcast can go, what the hell? Oh, this is how you're about? fixing it. Nice. Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, All better. Yeah, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Um. Okay, so... I, I it's just, stupid. It's stupid. Niantic I, messed up here. Uh, yeah, and I think that they, yeah, it, I it, they should have panicked when people were expecting a lot more than this. I, they, I mean, they have to know their audience by now. That audience is very vocal. They never shut up about things they don't like. They are very vocal about the things they expect, and they were very vocal about this. So. There, I, it's kind of no excuse, except for maybe there's some technical reason, but I can't, I can't. I, I have to reason. say, how hard could it actually be? I mean, right? well, to like, because they're just using the models from the games. They're not like creating yeah. these models for the Pokemon. I mean, yeah, I'm sure exist. that we are always guilty of underestimating the difficulty of adding new content. Sure, but they but... do have all the money in the world. They do have. They've had time. Uh, they knew December was coming up. They knew that they needed to have something big for December. I just feel like no matter how hard it was. Plenty of other developers do things that are equally as hard and get it done with less with less money in the bank. So it's kind of like no excuse. I just had a random thought. How great would it be if like you get drunk in Universal and you climb up Peach's castle, just like try to find Yoshi, and if like there's actually just some dude that, who like is dressed up as Yoshi all the, all time, the time and gives they, you like a hundred <laughs> like that, what's the game? That would be like a bunch of lots. They should those kinds of Easter eggs. That place should be brimming with that kind of stuff. That would be awesome, actually. Yes, it really would be. Um, All right, Mike, we're moving on from Pokemon Go. We basically, yeah, they messed up. Um, Whoops. Yes. So, also this past week, uh, Nintendo had kind of a a big week for in terms of marketing. They were on Jimmy Fallon, uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon here in the states. And basically, they were coming on with Reggie Fils-Ami, you know, president of Nintendo of America, to show off Super Mario Run. They showed off some other stuff, but we're going to start with Super Mario Run. Now that you've seen it kind of on TV, now that it's, uh, you know, available for demos at the Apple Store, not sure if you've tried it or anything, are you more or less excited? I don't know if I'm more or less excited, but I, I am pretty excited for this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- this definitely seems like the best suited kind of experience for Nintendo to do, right? The Mario Auto Run. And we've seen, like, with Rayman that you can make these games actually pretty darn good. If anybody's going to make one of these be pretty good, yeah. it, it'll be Nintendo. So and I, and I it think seems like they're doing a lot of smart stuff. They, uh, right. They're focusing on the one-handed. It's portrait view, so it's, you know, vertical, so you can hold it just one, one with one hand really comfortably. Uh, you know, you, you I think you move the which way you're running by, like, swiping, and then you just tap on the screen to jump. And I think you could do a long jump or a short jump. Uh, but like, if you come up to like a small enemy, like a Goomba, you're not gonna run into him and die. Your Mario just automatically jumps over him, and if you tap the jump right, you'll also bounce on him and get a coin uh, to like upgrade your score or whatever. Uh, but it's all it's all like really smart and simple stuff that I think will appeal to a lot of people. But at the same time, the levels look 
like really smart Nintendo levels with like the secret coins hidden, hidden everywhere. Uh, right. The kind of, that, that's the kind of stuff that's getting me excited as someone who's played like every Mario game ever. It, this kind of still this idea that this is like in some weird ways, like a full Mario game, right? Like we're going to go through these worlds and at the end we'll fight Bowser and all this stuff. I mean, you know, my expectations aren't out of control or anything, but I think this will be fun as far as mobile games go. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge uh, fan of mobile games a lot of the time, but yeah. this, I'm definitely more excited for this than Mitomo. Yeah, I, I liked Mitomo for the for its moment in the sun. Sure. Uh, but then when everyone stopped using it, and you kind of realized how much work that game. That Mitomo, of course, is Nintendo's like social thing that they did uh, in March, I think, where you could like post pictures with, of your me doing things with other people's me's and your me's communicated or whatever. Uh, it was too much work after a while. Like it yeah, took a really long was. time to go through all the questions and to answer everything and to create stuff. Uh, there was no easy way. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah that that balance was off. Um, Super Mario Run, though, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm more excited for it. Uh, I think simply because it is a game, and mm-hmm. it is Nintendo kind of I think really seeing what Pokemon Go did again. They don't really own that. Uh, they owned like a third of the company that made it, um, but they saw the, they definitely saw how well the game did, and I think they were like, okay, let's get a Mario game out immediately. They decided to do that maybe in the summer. It sounds like they made this pretty quickly. Maybe they had some of it already in the works, but they bumped it up to get it and get it on time uh, for, for this year. And the results look pretty, pretty cool. It's a bunch. It's like 24, like, you know, like worlds, I think with like four, maybe it's like that fewer than that, but like, there's like a bunch of worlds. They have like four stages each. Uh, and so it's not like just this endless runner runner where you're just trying to get, you know, you know, a high score over and over in the same place or like, you know, procedurally generated world. It looks just like a real Mario game. Yeah. And that's exciting. I mean, it's that new super Mario brothers kind of, aesthetic that maybe some of us are aren't tired of but whatever it'll be cool. yeah but you know so the game costs 10 bucks like you can download it for free cost 10 bucks to unlock everything but you know in like six months when they want to re-monetize those people they're gonna be like all right here's the super mario brothers 8-bit skin and like level pack and oh, then you're gonna get you're gonna that. get that kind of stuff you know they're gonna oh, do something like that and i'd pay i'd pay another ten dollars for that i wouldn't i would be into that yep um, so more from Jimmy Fallon, uh, and Nintendo, the switch was on there. They, uh, showed off the switch actually this time with live gameplay. So we've seen the trailer before, but it was pretty clear in that trailer that it was, um, they added the image to the screen afterwards. So no one was actually playing the machine in the, in that commercial on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Reggie was playing Zelda up on a, t- on a TV. He took it out of the dock, like two or three seconds later, it was on that, you know, the screen on the handheld. Uh, and Jimmy Fallon played that, and it all seemed to work really well, Mike. I'm I'm starting to actually get more hype for this. Oh, I've I've been pretty hyped for the Switch. I'm super excited about that. Uh, just yeah, th- just that idea. And then there's been some other rumors like that this virtual console will finally have GameCube games, right? So I'm just yeah. thinking about like portable Smash Brothers Melee and portable Mario Sunshine, portable Metroid Prime, and just oh, oh my gosh, yeah. So I that I, and that's kind of the question, and I think this is a, a combination of things. But is Nintendo's you know marketing for the Switch working? Um, and that you know that involves going on Jimmy Fallon, uh, but you know in a you know a separate way, it also involves all these leaks, which I'm sure Nintendo doesn't like. Well, but it's well, working for me. But you, you know what's so nice about this is compared to like the Wii and U eras, right? It's you know, they, when they're on these shows, it's about Mario, it's about Zelda, right? They're not you know playing some sort of tennis mini game 
and they're kind of celebrating Nintendo itself a bit more, right? Like, you have Miyamoto there, and he's playing the Mario theme song with the roots. It's all kind of fun again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, that whole that whole, se- that whole segment was, like, just had me smiling, right? It was just a fun stuff. So, I, I, I think it's going well. I mean, it's hard to tell, because sometimes we live on our video game mm-hmm. bubble, right? And to us, it seems like a lot of people were exposed to maybe not watching that show live, because, you know, we're millennials, but we saw it on YouTube. <laughs> For sure. Right? Uh, it, so it seemed like the outreach was good, uh, but you know, get do, did a lot of other people see that? I'm not sure, but it 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 just seems to me like people are excited about the Switch. And again, it's hard to get your pulse on on that exactly just from you know your firsthand knowledge. But I, I I, it's, 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 it's it has to be a good move. It's the Tonight Show, right? Mm-hmm. And I think relative to the Wii U, especially, uh, it, it oh, seems God, like more yeah. people are excited. Um, it just doesn't seem like there's a a lot to latch onto to be negative about. Uh, that's that's one of the big things. There's not well, like um, well, know, there's not much we know right now. It's kind of the thing too. Yeah, but I mean that's you know that's part of a good marketing strategy sure. uh, strategy. I think so. I mean like if we're only kind of hearing you know interesting leaks and then Nintendo's just coming out being fun, saying here is the basic functionality of our system. It works on your TV. It works, you know, with the pro controller that Reggie's holding, you know, it works as this portable device. Uh, it does all the things we promised and it's playing Zelda and it's looking really good. Um, yeah, I like the, here's the reason to get excited about it. And, you know, it's working on me uh, and I think it probably is rubbing off on a lot of other people. Um, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure once that January event comes around and Nintendo starts speaking a little bit more openly about it, we're going to find out some weird Nintendo quirks that we aren't happy about. But so far, they've done a good job of kind of highlighting the best parts and mm-hmm. letting us kind of ignore them. Oh, you know those quirks so. are coming. Oh, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Give me something um, strange. But but like but I'm at the same time I also think the leaks are kind of fueling this. And do you think they're they're hurting or helping? I don't think they're hurting because mm-hmm. even the leaks aren't they're not negative ones, right? Like the idea of GameCube games, no one's upset about that. Like what what like what would the negative leaks be? Just like people uh like guessing about what kind of USB port we're seeing, you know? Yeah. So. But even that was like USB-C, so it's like, ah, it's like oh, forward looking, yeah. all right. Yeah, and it's, right. um, but yeah, like the GameCube stuff, that, all right, yeah, I want that. I want to be able I to mean, play GameCube games. And The one leak from a while ago that was negative, which kind of lost steam, it seems less likely the more they keep showing Zelda, was that Zelda was not going to make launch, right? And that's kind of seems more harder to believe. They are showing Zelda in public as a Switch game, you're right. That maybe that's maybe the reason they're doing that is because they showed it so much on the Wii U at E3, so it's the one game that they're comfortable like bringing out for these kinds of events. But that also would be weird if that's the game they're showing off at this point, and then it's not ready for launch. Right? I, do, I mean, do you think it's? I mean, do you think it's going to be a launch game? Because I'm still not sure. I. Yeah, I I, I do. I, you know, it's it's still Nintendo and it's still Zelda. More importantly, Zelda games are always delayed. So so who knows. But mm-hmm. I really feel like they want that to be a launch game because I don't think that Mario game is going to be ready. I mean, maybe it will be. That would be a big surprise. But yeah, it's hard to believe that the Mario game that we don't know the name of or have seen right. outside of like a, a sizzle reel is going to be out in three months, right? Right. Like I, what I, else? If because if it's not Zelda, then what is it? Yeah, it's I mean, got to be I, something. I agree. It's going to be Zelda or Mario, and in. You're right. In my gut, I feel like it's got to be Zelda, right? Because it's just that game seems more ready. But who knows? Maybe it's not. They definitely they definitely teased the Mario game in that first Switch trailer. Right. That's coming. We just I, I it doesn't seem like that would be a launch game. I would hope so, uh, but it's probably not going to be both Mario. It seems and like Zelda. the first holiday game or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, 
yeah, so that, that's kind of wraps things up for Nintendo and Jimmy Fallon and, and it kind of like Nintendo's kind of push towards a January event, which is coming up soon now. It's like one month away. Where is uh, that going to like be? Is it, are they just going to str- like do a direct? New York City, New York. What They're the heck? Gonna... Am I going to that? Uh, no, I think well, you, I think you could have, but I don't know if you if you are. <laughs> I think we're going to send uh, Willie to it or something. Uh, oh, now we're just talking. Now we're just me. doing games. Be planning on the. That's podcast, what they Mike. told me. They did tell me that. God that's right. <laughs> I'm like kind of close to New York, but not quite close enough. Yeah, I, that would that would have been fun. I, I'm I sorry, I did a swear by the way. Ah, God damn it, Mike. Um, <laughs> Call of Duty. This is going to be our last topic. So Call of Duty doesn't seem like it's selling as well. Um, MPD rumors kind of seem pretty confirmed. Uh, CNBC had a report where two sources that are familiar with the MPD report, which will come out next week, it won't have all this data, um, says that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, that's right, is selling. (laughs) That's part of the problem, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty bad, huh? Uh, Is selling 50% slower at physical retailers than last year. And I don't know if that's necessarily just Infinite Warfare. It might be Call of Duty as a brand is Mm -hmm. like all the games. Like, so like past catalog releases as well. But 50% slower at retail, that's a big drop for one of the biggest franchises in gaming. Uh, The question is, you know, if if this is true, which I'm going to go out and probably say this is probably true. Uh, can it recover or is it already fine and everything's just everyone's just buying their games digitally? I think more people buying the games digitally. I don't think 50% more people are. Yeah, um, no, no, I think it's a combination of a lot of those factors. I, I think maybe the Titanfall Battlefield thing had something to do with maybe not that much. Maybe I don't think it's as much as, you know, the franchise with Teague we always talk about. The kind of bad timing of this sci-fi uh, thing. Mm-hmm. You had like the positive of having that modern warfare remaster in there but then it like turned into a negative because a lot of people were like ups- they felt like they were being tricked like they had well, to buy infinite they warfare were. like uh, but, people that don't know you had to uh you have to buy a special edition version of call of duty infinite warfare to get call of duty 4 modern warfare modern warfare remastered right. you can't buy it separately so like this thing that should have been a positive like somehow turned into a negative right they were right? clearly trying to juice their numbers and yeah it's it's, hmm. it's right um but I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's what you just said. Like you're trying to remember the name of this game. It's it's just like before this was Black Ops Three, which was you know sci-fi Call of Duty. And then it was Advanced Warfare, sci-fi Call, Call of Duty. I know this one is more sci-fi than those right. ones. The most sci-fi. Yeah, it's just so sci-fi, everybody. But it's still, it's just, and it, it was not what people wanted. And there was, and yeah. like some of that's just unlucky because you know they start making these games kind of before Three years ago, it, right? Yeah. And at the time. That, that fatigue wasn't there, but maybe they should have been able to look and see what the other Call of Duty teams were making and being like, is the direction really just to do more of that? Like, or is this the time to maybe reel that back in a bit? And that's kind of, that's the thing that might help Call of Duty is that it still has that card to play, right? Mm-hmm. It still has the, hey, we're going to go and make another World War II game or right. uh, like a modern warfare game again. Yeah, I mean, they could even do something different that is also still in the past. They could make like an 80s war game, which is not something we saw a lot of. We get a lot of uh, World War II, we get oh, sci fi. We're going to get a golf war game? Yeah, yeah, I mean, something like maybe even like right before that, like some of the smaller sure. skirmishes, like uh, to kind of like bring back like the Russian influence, because that would be hot right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Uh, uh, but it, you're right. They have that card to play. But it also feels like Call of Duty is at that point of its life cycle where all Activision annual franchises eventually get. 
I mean, it took a while, right? It, like, oh yeah, it survived it was a good longer run. than all the rest. I think. I mean, at least as as the number one selling game almost every year, except for the year that Grand Theft Auto Five came out. Like, it, I mean, that's that's the truth. It was the number one game over and over and over and over again. Um, but it was always going to get to this point, right? Because it's an Activision. It, it has annual. to happen eventually, yeah. right? I mean, they, they, I, they did it to they did it to Guitar Hero. They did it to uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, they're doing it to Skylanders. It's right. just gonna. It has to happen. Right. I mean, you know, it, it kind of just happened with Assassin's Creed, even, and that's an Ubisoft thing. But like yeah, all but these franchises right. that you annualize like this, it it can't keep going. Um, and I I do think that we are getting to a future where Call of Duty is not going to go away, but we are maybe going to right. get yeah. to that. Are they going to really have three teams making a Call of Duty game every year? It just seems maybe a bit too much. Like maybe we'll get a right. Call of Duty game once every two years. I don't know, but yeah, I mean. They did a, a Tony Hawk every year for a while after that, like fell. Uh, yeah, then, no, they kept. Yeah, they went for quite a bit still. So I, I and I mean, clearly there's they're, they're going to do the economics. Like they're going to have you know this line, and it's like as long as it's selling here, even if it's less and less and less, we could still this still makes sense. But it's like once it's going to get to a point where the sales drop below a certain line, and you're right, they're going to pull the ripcord on one of the three studios that are working on it, and they might go back to just having two studios and saying you only have two years to make a game now. Uh, but you're still gonna have to do one every year because I think they're gonna—they're not gonna like go away from the annual thing. I don't think. I mean, I'd be surprised if if, no, if Activision I mean, did that. It's gotta—it is hard to see like the next Call of Duty like suddenly doing better, right? Like it just seems like right more and more. It's—it's it's gotta be hard to get somebody back into it, right? Yeah, because I mean, Even like if you're I, playing I, like that kind of retro card. That's me though. That, like that's absolutely me. Where I played and loved every Call of Duty from like Modern Warfare like four. Call of Duty 4, like through maybe Black Ops 3 is the one where I, well, even before that, Advanced Warfare was the one before that. I was like, okay, this one's not really doing it for me. And now I'm playing, I'm playing Overwatch, Titanfall 2, and these games are doing way more for me now than the Call of Duty formula, which Mm -hmm. I still have an immense amount of love for the Call of Duty formula, but it's not getting me excited to play that multiplayer the way that like Overwatch is. I'm like, I've moved on. I'm doing something different. Something that feels more modern uh, and yet still has plenty of these other elements that I love. So I, I don't know if they're going to win me back. And if they're not going to win me back, someone who did love Call of Duty seriously, I, I don't know who they can win back. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a strange thing. Cause especially like some of these shooters now, like Overwatch, right? We're not going to have to buy an Overwatch 2 next year, right? Yeah, no way. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the just, way to do it for sure, especially, yeah. especially on PC where you and I play it. But even it's working on console too. Or even just look at like a Counter Strike. There's been three like releases of Counter Strike right. in the last fifteen years or so. You know, right? And I, and, I mean, I would I would want to make a Counter Strike today, uh, something along those lines, more than I would want to make like a Call of Duty game that you have to mm-hmm. release every year. Like if I were any company, like that just makes right. More sense. And that's like kind of the weird thing, right? Is that even in esports, right? As as much more popular, I assume Call of Duty is, and that lucrative like kind of esports market people are you know counter strikes more popular that's what oh by far yeah it's so far away and overwatch is going to be more popular already is more popular i'm sure that's you know that's still activision and blizzard same company and i think i'm I'm sure that like they activision sees overwatch's numbers and says okay maybe we could transfer to something like that but i think part of that reason is because a competitive player can only invest so much in a game that's going to get replaced every year and not just like 
you know, like a sports game where there's a roster change or maybe a new feature here yeah. or there, like it'll be pretty different. Yeah, and they and they are getting to a point where the games are starting to feel more similar. Uh, and I don't want to go on too much about Call of Duty too much more, but I will yeah. point out for a long time they were there was two teams. It was Treyarch and Infinity Ward. And it's always seemed like those two companies didn't really necessarily talk to each other or even like each other. Right. Um, yeah. So the, the, right. the games felt pretty different. And so you're right. They were like way different each year. And now it's like since Black Ops 3 um, or maybe Advanced Warfare, they've started bringing over a lot of a lot more elements from one year to the next to the point where it seems like they are communicating. And it almost seems like they did that. Like they they like they started that continuation at the wrong time where people like they're bringing forward like the zombie stuff which people do love and the zombies are now in an infinity ward game it's the first time that's happened with an infinite warfare um but it's like some of the movement capabilities that i think people might have liked more in previous games than in like uh like they did it like advanced warfare a lot of people like the movement in that but infinite warfare has black op three uh, black ops three's movement and it's like as they start like pulling the stuff forward they risk a, a situation where it's like okay this feels like that game last year that i didn't like and so i'm definitely not coming back now there's no way yeah well It'll be interesting if there's ever, like, that point where, and I guess it might, it might happen a little bit, but, like, is there going to be the game where, where, like, the multiplayer fan base is just like, you know what, we're going to stick with the last one. Yeah, like, we're not it's definitely happened a little to. bit, you're right. But I, I think I'm it might sure happen. it happened with Ghost, because no one liked <laughs> Ghost, right? Yeah, no way. It is impressive <laughs> that Ghost wasn't kind of more of a debacle than it, maybe. What? Like, if Ghost had come out now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, it, right. you know, these things always get paid forward. We saw that with Assassin's Creed. Um where the one, uh, which one, which one was the really bad one that everyone hated? Unity. But I liked? Unity. And then the the next year, after everyone was felt burned by Unity, the next game was pretty good, but it did way worse. And now they're taking a year off, so it kind of always gets paid forward a year, and then a, you know a year or two. So um, that's kind of a scary prospect <laughs> that right. the next year is like really exactly. feel the burn of this. Right. And I, and I think because yeah, because I think so far the response to Infinite Warfare has been, you know, no one really likes the multiplayer. The single player is kind of okay. People like that. But then there's all these other things. The zombies, people don't really seem to like as much uh, as they have in the past. And Modern Warfare. You're like the what you pointed out about the remastered people feeling burned by that. Yeah, it, so, it sounds like that's still happening. And don't so, forget about EA's master plan to release two <laughs> shooters right by You know, the truth, the truth is, you know, Activision should have just put in 100 Pokemon into Infinite Warfare in the beginning. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Yeah. What were they thinking? All right, Mike. I think right. uh, I think that might have to wrap it up for this show. Um, I, I guess, yeah. I think I want to thank everyone for coming. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell everyone where they could find you on the internet? You can find. Oh, thank you for specifying this time. Yeah, uh, not in the not in the real world. Last yeah, time, yeah, that's how I was getting my address. address. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Tokoto. That's T O L K O T O. I'm also on the uh, Exploding Barrel podcast. That's at ebpodcast.com. And I'm always writing at Games Beat. Be sure to check me out there. I recently did my ranking final fantasy 1 through 15 story so check that out yeah that's me yep and i'm also on gamesbeat.com uh like i mentioned and i'm jeff grub poop butt oh i see what you did here mike <laughs> i see what you did oh, i was waiting for that he wrote uh, my script uh, on twitter apparently i'm jeff grub poop butt no i'm just jeff grub but mike pulled one on me wonderful <laughs> on youtube uh, you can find some videos i make at uh youtube.com jeffrey slash jeffrey grub um and I, yeah i think that's gonna do it but i think yeah, this week we're gonna have a ton of ton of stuff i have some re- reviews going up a couple of cool interviews one about um uh wind, wind jammers a cool thing they announced at psx uh but yeah other than that mike thanks for tuning in and everyone else thanks for listening all right bye everyone bye jeffrey grub poop butt out Woo.